Thanks for joining Parenting Chats with Laura. I'm mum of three, teacher and parenting coach, helping you to navigate the messy and the magical on your parenting journey. We know the baby, toddler and preschool years set the trajectory for your child's life. I'm going all in and not holding back and bringing you inspiration and strategies to help you to be the parent you want to be. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Parenting Chats with Laura. I am so excited about this interview because I've wanted to have Jenny on the podcast for ages. Um, She works at The Parenting Place, and she's just one of those people that when you meet her, you feel so warm and encouraged because she's so reassuring. Uh, She has this positive, um, basically her positivity is like infectious. And I first met her uh, many years ago. In fact, I can't even remember Jenny when I met you. Um, because we've both been in this parenting world for so long Um, but we actually I used to work at the parenting place doing uh, workshops down there for toilet training and um, her and I used to bump into each other and have a coffee down there which was great and uh, Jenny's been uh, a parenting coach herself but also trains the parenting coaches at the parenting place so welcome to the podcast Jenny. Oh, thanks, Laura. And yes, I do miss those coffees that we used to be able to have. And um, you feel it right now as well. So yeah, we've been um, yeah talking to one another over the years for, for ages. And it just feels like um, it feels really comfortable and lovely to be chatting to you. So cool. I have um, really wanted to have you on the podcast because I know that there's been so much of this happened since we last chatted. <laughs> I know that you've written a book and um I'm really, really looking forward to talking to you about all that. But before we start, why don't we, um, you know, get you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your family and how did you get into parent coaching? Oh, lovely. Yeah, well, I've got two adult, um, it's hard to call them children, but they they are still my children. And um, Michael and Heather are down the road with two children. So we get to see quite a lot of our 11-year-old granddaughter and our six-year-old grandson, and uh, we have them in our bubble. So um, yeah, that's awesome. And we've got um, our daughter and her husband on Waiheke, and they've got a 14-month-old. So I love being in the thick of it. And I think my family have been probably my best um, working place as in learning, growing, being really curious about what's going on. So um, they um, are good to me in that they allow me to make comments or not tell them what to do because that's not a great idea. But they have been very, very supportive in this journey of mine. And... um, Yeah, I really love sitting alongside parents, whether I'm online or face-to-face, and helping them kind of feel okay about the challenges that they're experiencing, because I think there's a lot of loneliness or a a fear out there that, that you're the only parent who has a child who has such massive tantrums, or who is difficult to get to bed or who won't brush their teeth or who feels really shy um, or has massive emotions. So I just love sitting alongside parents and helping them see with maybe a slightly different um, lens at their kids. Um, And I think I really want to help people feel as though the help is there and it's not that hard and it is practical and it can really change some of the dynamics that are going on. That is brilliant. I love that you use the word that you're kind of sitting alongside and it so feels like that um, because 
I know that when you're in the thick of it of parenting, it can feel Mm -hmm. quite overwhelming. And there's a lot of emotions that go with that as well. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of judgment um, that we put on ourselves, or that we feel that other people are judging us, uh, that we failed somehow because we need to get help with our parenting, which I think is the wrong mentality. I think that we've always got to have a mentality where nobody knows everything, right? We're not, no one's really an expert. And so we're all on a journey together, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think when we can accept that, yeah, everybody has areas that they perhaps struggle in or aren't their strong points, and we actually need each other. Um, So rather than pit ourselves against one another, I love to sort of acknowledge the struggles that I've had, um, the things I've I've learned from others, the sources I've gone to, um, because, yeah, I've... um, had so much help from other parenting experts or whatever you like to call them or just friends and family that um, I think that if you find something that's helpful I just want to share it with others and I want to take parents off that judgment which um, so easily comes in where parents begin to feel and and you can see them withdrawing because they they're struggling and they feel bad about it and I want parents to sort of feel oh I'm just in a big community of people all with struggles and we're all we're all looking for help and um, yeah that sense of um, companionship rather than loneliness and I think that is a good segue to my next question, because I wanted to ask you about uh, parenting with other people. So obviously with our partner, there's nothing like parenting to um, bring out a different element of your relationship. Eh? You know, like when it's just been the two of you, um, it's so different when you add a baby into the mix and they become a toddler. Um, and sometimes it can bring up some tensions within your relationship because we, we've been parented in such different ways. So what I wanted to ask you was, why is it so important for um, parents to be on the same page? Yeah, this is such a great question. And one of the bigger challenges that I think that I face, so I just think parents should know that um, it isn't easy when you are parenting with someone else you find that your own personality comes out and how you were raised comes out and that some of the unspoken um, goals or desires that you had around how you'd raise your children come out. And some of us haven't really talked about it before we got together. And so, yes, with that little toddler or baby, all of a sudden you realize, gosh, I don't think the same as you, or I've got a different way of doing this, and I think my way is better than your way, Um, or I don't like it when you're so harsh, so I have to go to the opposite side, and I have to be really soft to try and balance the seesaw. But why it's important for our little children is that... um, Parenting together with a degree of harmony and um, sort of, yeah, just agreeing on something takes children out of the stress. Um, Children really easily feel the stress of the tension and even voices raised or one parent um, withdrawing from the other because they're furious or hurt about what the other parent's doing or that they've been ignored or overridden children pick up on that and then they often have to um, sit in that whether they've got their own cortisol being you know injected and they feel the stress and the the need to choose or the need to curry favor with one parent or they see them 
themselves getting quite powerful because a child can kind of get two parents offside and that's a lot of power for a little person to have so when we can um let children sit in that lovely restful place that their parents their mum their dad can actually um hold them in that place where they feel safe and that the big people the parents do the job of parenting and deciding and the little people feel okay that's not my role I can relax I can rest I don't need to be in the midst of the stress and the strain of that that is a gift of security to give our kids and I, I add that it is not easy to do but um if there was ever a time to get help for your for your relationship, parenting tends to, to prod us in that direction. And um, I think that that's often where you outsource, whether it's with a counsellor or a friend or a pastor or, or somebody who's in front of you in their parenting and, and has worked through some of those things. I think you should lean into them. I love that. That's so cool. Um, you know, when we are parenting with somebody else and they do something and you just grit your teeth, like, why did they say that or do that with my child? <laughs> you know, and you just don't agree with some kind of action or decision that they're making. What's a really good thing that we can do to make it constructive instead of just biting back and yelling at them and saying, oh, you shouldn't be doing that in front of the child. Is there anything that we can do that's a bit more constructive? Yeah, it takes such a degree of self-control to do this because when we're in the midst of something, we have our own triggers. So um, that's another issue altogether, but looking at what triggers us. But I think that parents basically have to talk about it. Um, and we have to probably refrain or decide maybe here and now isn't the time because we have little ears watching and listening but registering that, yeah, we will have stuff in our parenting to talk about and it won't be a one once over likely. It'll be an ongoing discussion um, as we look at honestly talking about how we were parented and why we feel it's important to do or say that and why we think it's um, that our position that we're taking has some um, validity. Those are the things that I think we have to um, be honest about. And, you know, when one parent takes a position of being too, too tough, the other parent often has to be too lenient and we force each other into positions we don't really want to take. And that can create resentment. And so, um, yeah, bringing it to the table and being really willing to have some honest discussions, even being able to, you know, look at our personalities. Like mine, for instance, I don't like conflict. So, you know, I may have gone into parenting with a sense of whatever you do, let's not be, um, let's not go for conflict. Let's not have upset children. But that meant that I would, you know, allow some things to go that really needed addressing. And so, you know, I would take that position where, because I was doing more reading and more, uh, I sort of felt like I had the, um, the right to be um, the lead parent. But there were really times when I had to pull my head in and think, you know, it's not good that I'm taking this role and sort of doing the lion's share because I'm cutting my, my other half right out of it because he's feeling 
um, that I'm not listening to his ideas and I'm not respecting him. So we had to really work through some of those things where we would, I would realize that his way wasn't exactly my way, but I didn't want to cut him out. And so, yes, he may have been tougher or use more of what I call a sergeant major style. But I could sort of work with that by saying, guys, I know dad has talked to you and he's cross, but you know, he really loves you and he knows that you can do this. So I found that I needed to step into a place where I didn't lose my uh, alliance with what really strengthened the parenting sort of stuff we were doing rather than get rid of. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Laura. It does make sense. You know what I was wondering while you were saying that, where you in your nature is to kind of avoid conflict. How mm. did you find that when you were setting boundaries, particularly when your kids were toddlers, did you find that really hard because you just wanted them to feel happy all the time and setting boundaries meant that at times um, you had to, you know, teach them that they should be doing something else. And was that a, a difficult process for you? I realized that I needed to step into that because you, you know, I'm probably good at observing what, what's happening in families. And I'd, I'd watched families who were setting boundaries and ones who weren't. And I probably looked at the outcomes and I thought, you know, children actually respond really well to boundaries because they feel safe and they feel secure and they realize that they don't have to um, take up that vacancy for parent if it's left there. So I think fortunately in time, I, I really decided, oh, actually children need and respond to boundaries. It doesn't have to be done in a harsh way. There is a way to do it but they um, get, can get on with the job of being a child. So fortunately, I was able to kind of see that, yes, there will be big feelings if I set boundaries and children don't necessarily love a limit, but boy, it's, it's okay because I can see that they are um, developing um, self-control or they're learning to handle a big feeling like disappointment. And they are growing and developing and it's good for them. Absolutely. So if we're in a situation where we've set a boundary, say for our toddler, what can we do if they start pushing the boundaries? What's some good strategies or, or um, things that we can do uh, to make it feel positive? And what kind of uh, voice or tone should we be using? Yeah, when our child starts to push the boundaries, I think we've got to just take a step back and remember this is what children do, not because they are naughty or they've got it out for you, because sometimes we get we take it very personally and we think, why is my 15-month-old or my two-and-a-half-year-old um, resisting me or not doing what I ask or looking at me and then going and touching the thing that I've sort of asked them not to touch and re just realize that's the the role of a child as they grow and learn and develop rather than I've done something wrong or there's something wrong with them and I think the way we see it's really important so we don't feel like they are um yeah, kind of having one over us. I think parents get very sensitive and 
worried about this. So I'm just saying get used to the fact that children do push boundaries so that you're not put in a, a place where you feel angry or anxious about it. You actually see it as quite normal and not out of the realm of what children will do. Um, but I think that, yes, your tone of voice in this is massively important and it's probably why I, I wrote the book Kind, Firm, Calm because I wanted parents to realise that you could be firm and still be kind. And so when we talk to our children, um, we can have a voice that sounds like, I'm really with you, my love. I know this is hard for you to um, put the blocks down and, and put them away because we're moving on to something else. So in my tone, I'm, I'm in their shoes. I know it's hard, but my tone also carries a sense of we're doing this because I'm taking the lead and you're safe with me and I will cuddle you if you're disappointed about this big job you have to do with me, which is putting the blocks away. But I will also um, keep my eye on the job and I won't ask you six times and then blow my stack. I'll ask you once and then I'll move in closer to you so that you know that um, mum follows through and she won't raise her voice because she doesn't need to, but she will say, let's do this job together. It's hard, I know. Oh, let's count those blocks. One, two, three. So I might bring in some playfulness. Um, but in my kindness, I'm going to be firm. And I'm going to set a tone that helps my child realize that I am a say it, mean it, do it parent. I'm not just going to ask something and hope it happens. I'm going to ask something. And even if it takes ages and it, it, my little child is, is running off, I will, um, yeah, get to them at some point um, and say, let's do that job. So I've got a vigilance in there as well. And then the calm is... I need to keep my cool. I'm the big person. Um, yes, I could frighten my child by raising my voice or yelling at them or threatening them with what's going to happen if they don't do it. But actually, calm breeds calm and stir breeds stir. So I want to stay calm so my child doesn't have to go into flight or fright or freeze. They just know that I'm about the business of getting it done. I'll be helpful. I'll stay connected but um, it'll be done and there won't be any fear or, um, yeah, scared uh, sounds or, or, or a child needing to get scared about doing something. You know what I was thinking in, in my parenting, because I know that you've talked to me about this strategy before, and this is obviously way before you wrote your book. You obviously love the strategy enough to write a book about it, which is amazing. Um, but I found there's actually times in my parenting when I can feel myself like my blood boiling you know like you can just feel I'm gonna blow I'm gonna blow it's gonna happen you know and to actually stop a minute and go I need to be KFC how can I say this in a way that feels kind firm and calm uh, has been a really a real game changer for me because it stopped me in the moment mm. in that moment when you feel like I just I just want my kid to just do as they're told, particularly when you've got a real strong-willed child. Um, mm -hmm. And it was funny, when my when my child started school um, and after a little bit of being at school, we had to go to the principal's office. And for goodness sake, they're only five. Like, when do you get called to the principal's <laughs> office when they're five? And the principal, who'd been a principal for more than 20 years, said, 
Of all the children that I've been a principal for, this is one of the most strong-willed children I've ever met. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I don't know whether to take that as a compliment or not. Like, oh my gosh. But it reassured me actually that, yes, actually this child is incredibly strong-willed. And it was so reassuring to have somebody mm-hmm. else say that because literally when, when um, my little one was a, a toddler, we would have a t- tantrum to get them into the car seat and then a mm. tantrum to get them out of the car seat and then a tantrum <laughs> at the park because they didn't want to, you know, something happened at the park that they weren't happy with. And then there'd be a tantrum to leave the park and then there'd be a tantrum to get them back into the car. And I just felt like there was so much conflict through the day to just get oh, them to yeah. do the basic things. And it really, mm-hmm. it wears you down over time when you're, when you're constantly having somebody that wants to do the opposite of what you need them to do. Um, oh, yeah. And I found that KFC strategy to be just really helpful in the moment to go there's actually no point me yelling and screaming because my child's actually already triggered Hmm. so I need to bring my calm to their chaos and that to me made a huge difference that's beautiful Laura and it's so encouraging for parents because some children are relentless and they will battle everything and you can sometimes feel like the whole day is spent um, navigating one battle after the other and, you know, it's lovely to talk to parents of strong-willed children whose children are a bit older because <laughs> that often helps you um, recognise that that beautiful um, or that really tricky uh, stubbornness or defiance or strength or resistance that they had. Actually, something goes on as they mature and they often um, develop this great sense of justice and they care for the underdog and they um, make great choices and you just don't see it when they're little but yes you're right it's it's pretty hard right in the midst of it and KFC was meant to be that hook that you've just um, alluded to where parents could say okay what do I do all right kind let's just take a breath let's calm down let's find that that kindness and you know sometimes that kindness is found when you start breathing and you realize I've just got to tell my child that I'm walking to the letterbox to check the mail and I will be back and so that they don't get frightened that mum or dad are leaving so yeah that's kindness and and do I need to be firm here or is this something where I can be playful and so I've got a bit more kindness to, to use and yes I'm going to drop my voice because I know that when I yell or shriek, um, it just adds um, another dynamic of tension into the arena, which won't help. So, yeah, I really tried to put those three, just because we know what KFC is as well, um, if we like a little bit of fried chicken. But I thought the recipe for KFC just helps people um, just drop a little bit into that space that's going to help them through. You know, nowadays, we're both authors. I've written a book, you've written a book. And nowadays, I know that people are just super busy. So mm-hmm. if they were uh, thinking about reading your book, why should they, uh, what, what will be the benefits of it, I guess? Well, I've tried to make it easy to find yourself in the book so that I've written 50 of the common challenges that I've seen in parenting. Um, and I know there's a whole lot more than 50, but so you'll find yourself in the book. And if you have young children, you know, between two and four, you'll, you'll have 10 scenarios like, um, 
you know, whether it's fussy eating or I can't, you know, get my child to do what I ask. I've called that section um, playing with power. So just finding that you've got a child who is in that two to four bracket and you think, oh, yeah, there I am. I've got that. That's what's happening to me. Or I've got a sensitive child or I've got a strong-willed child or I've got a child who doesn't make friends easily. I've tried to, to throw together the very real things that we struggle with. And then I've put my, over the last 30 years, which is when I've either been teaching or working with parents, I've, I've put together a toolkit in the, the back section of the book of the things that I've found at a, at a glance, like at a two-minute read, will help, whether it's how, how important it is to front foot the connection with our kids and get in with filling their emotional tank before they need it, or how we need to use less threats with our kids, because threats ultimately put us pit us against one another with leverage well if you don't do this I'm going to take that off you and how that can be hard and and I put in there um, big feelings because whether your child's two or 12 or 14 or whether it's your partner who's got big feelings it's great to understand what big feelings are and what's going on in our own little iceberg so, yeah, I've really, um, Laura, tried to put the stuff that has worked and parents have told me has worked as the, the most practical way of accessing help at a glance is basically what I've tried to do. I love that. I feel like you've got such a wealth of wisdom to share and it could be very easy to put it into uh, a series of books. Uh, but the fact that you've been able to condense it down makes it so accessible for us. So how would we get hold of this book if we want to have a read of it? Yeah, well, you can um, get it from the Parenting Place website, um, parentingplace.nz. Unfortunately, you have to wait at the moment until we're in level two, but mainly music, um, stock the book. Some bookshops like Whitcalls have the book or you can ask them for it and libraries. I went down to my local library and just asked if they had the book and they said, oh, yeah, we, we've got four, four copies. And it was kind of encouraging because they said, oh, there's 44 on the waiting list. So um, I thought, oh, good. People are wanting to, to read this and they're finding it useful. So one of those sources, um, yeah, could be where you, you go to get it. But um yet to some degree there may be a little wait right now until we get it um, as an ebook, which will be coming. Oh, fantastic. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us, Jenny. I know that there's been a lot that we've covered in this podcast, but hopefully some really practical things that people can take away and just the reassurance that actually, um, if you're listening to this, you're doing a great job as a parent. You know, so often we are really hard on ourselves, but you're doing a great job. And if you remember nothing from this podcast, take that away today. Thank you so much for joining me, Jenny. Oh, thanks for having me, Laura. I've really enjoyed just, and, and I agree with you. I love to call out the golden parents. Parents often forget what they're doing so well. They're showing up each day um, and that's awesome. And loving your kids and doing the best you can. And I think um, good on you. And I really hope you find little um, nuggets in this talk that we've done. Awesome. Thank you. 
Was it just me or did that podcast fly by? Thank you so much for joining me. I've put all the links to what we discussed in today's episode in the show notes. And I've saved all our previous episodes of Parenting Chats with Laura on our website, lulu.co.nz. While you're there, sign up to get an alert for when our next podcast goes live so you don't miss a thing. Remember, you're a great parent and we're all in this together. Have a great day.